Bob. This is kind of a continuation podcast um, from the first two interviews we just did earlier. I wanted to make this its own show. We had Technofibers access all week, and we had to take advantage, get Chris Eubanks, get Danielle Collins on the show. Uh, really appreciate both those uh, players coming on. Chris was he's coming off a Wimbledon quarterfinal run. Pretty awesome, and you know, being a top 30 player for the first time in his career. Just a new – I mean, he's, now he's one of the – faces of these tournaments where for so long he was coming off the Challenger Tour, the grind, being outside the top 100 for so long and not 27 years old, breaking through. Chris is awesome. I think you guys will enjoy this interview. Also, if you guys haven't checked out, check out the uh, on our channel, Pure Tennis Podcast Instagram. Fun little segment with Chris. He's he's the man. And then Daniel Collins, the newest addition, I believe, of the Technofiber family, using the 298 Tempo. Um, Danielle is very fierce and t- for me, I told her I was like, you know, Danielle. Like before this interview, I was I was intimidated by you, and I was I was kind of scared to talk to you. And she was like, why? I was like, you just. I mean, today is the most I've seen you smile and look loose. And she, we were laughing, but um, Danielle's really awesome. Did not, if you do not know, the biggest Shania Twain fan in the world. So Shania hears this. I went to her concert. She hyped that up. Her and um, Allison Risk went to that. So it's fun to hear their stories. Get to know these players off the court. Hope you guys enjoy them, and appreciate you guys listening. Let's go. We read a little bit live. Yeah, let her rip when you guys are ready. Guys, we're out here with Wimbledon quarterfinalist and top 30 player in the world, Chris Eubanks. Uh, for those of you guys that have followed our channel, allowed me to do a lot of college tennis promotions, and this is one of the best college tennis prospects in the, in the world right now. Georgia Tech, Yellow Jacket, and a guy that's fought his way from the Challenger Tour. Now 27 years old, has this breakthrough moment. Um, had a lot of fun following you since the Challenger Tour. What does it mean to you to kind of come back? I mean, you just came back to the American Hardcore Swing and your hometown city is now one of the faces of the tournament. Yeah, I know. It, it's very ironic just because it, it's by my first tournament back having to be in Atlanta of all places. And it's like after, obviously, the, the, the two weeks of my biggest two weeks of my career, coming back into Atlanta, was it was very different. It was very different from the standpoint of just like going through everyday life, non-centers related. And then obviously with the tournament going on, there was a lot more uh, attention, I would say, that, that you know, came up, came to me, whether it was media, whether it was fans, but it was fun. It was a fun thing to be able to share with Atlanta, to be able to share with that tournament. And it really made the, I think that tournament even more special. And I just listened to you talk with uh, one of your close friends, Mike Cation, the guy that I respect a ton in this industry, who does, he does his homework as well as anybody that I've followed in. Um, I thought that the conversation was really awesome to hear how you just kind of aired it out with them and talked about, you know, you were waiting for your movie. You, know, you just kind of stay patient and your relationships with other pros on the tour who've broken out maybe at a younger age, but, you know, just kind of telling her that you're that guy and then you're always going to come. Like, what did, did you believe that your moment was going to come and did you did you have any feeling that you were kind of starting to play your best tennis? I think, I think in Miami this year was, actually, I think the end of last year is when I kind of felt that I was kind of finding a really, really good level. I lost you know, two finals to Ben Shelton um, and then the semi in the third week and Ben went on to win that one. So I knew that I played Ben really, really close and then to see the the success that he had immediately pretty much on tour and then starting off in Australia this year really gave me a little bit more confidence because I felt like there were certain matches we played where I was right there with them, um, particularly the Challenger in Knoxville. So because I was able to put together consistent matches, I think that's when it kind of started to click. Miami was a big moment for me as well, but I, I didn't think that I obviously I said I would like to have a moment, um, kind of like exactly what happened, but I didn't know if it was going to come. It was just kind of like training and just preparing in the event that it came about. Well, sure enough, it did. And you got your revenge on Ben. Uh, just not to tell you guys out there practicing today, so pretty cool to see. But um, so we're at the City Open, Washington D.C. this week, 
And shout out to Technofiber for having us put on an awesome event for the fans. You guys have to see a bunch of young fans and do a little fun clinic and stuff. And out here right now, as you guys can see, some black code. Played this to the string of Wimbledon quarterfinals, Chris Eubanks. Can you talk a little bit about what rack do you use and what's your setup like in your in your stick? Yeah, so I, I use the the T Fight three fifteen. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I, it's weighted at around three thirty five grams, uh, thirty one point two balance, and swing weight somewhere around three oh eight. So it's around the three ten range, I think swing weight. But it, it's out. It's funny because it's the same racket that I started using my sophomore year of college, and I haven't changed since. You've been know, for that long. Yeah, I started using the racket around twenty, I believe. Uh, really fall of 2015 i believe summer really 2015 when i started with it and, I, and i've used it ever since and i've honestly felt like i played some of my best tennis with that racket gives me exactly what i need and, and it's uh suited me pretty well throughout my career did somebody put you on a signifier or how did that process be? yeah so it was funny i was using a uh a head prestige at first and then um around the the summer my a good friend of mine who's with technifiber double yellow is using the 315 i traveled with them to some tournaments that summer and then he allowed me to use his racket in a couple practices. So I started to use it. I said, man, this racket's pretty good. He said, maybe you should use it. He, so he gave me a couple to try. I tested them out. I said, oh, you know what? I think I'll go into the college season in the fall using this racket. And I, once I picked it up, I never went back. You were 18 by 19? 16, 19. 16, 16 19. Yeah, so I was a 16, 19 at the Ed Prestige before. Switched over to the T-Fight 315, also a 16, 19. Similar weight and balance. But it, it, it gives me... I feel like exactly what I need, and I play, like I said, really some of my best tennis, some of my, all of my best tennis with it. And you love black coat, huh? Yeah, I love black coat. I've jumped around, tried different strings, I've tried hybrids, I've tried razor coat, but I really settled into black coat, and I really like it. So if you had to say one overall thing that your racket gives you that you can rely on, like what does the Technofiber T-Fight 315 help you with most? Uh, for me, I think that it's a perfect balance between a player stick, similar to like a Ed Prestige or a Blade, but also gives us a little bit extra pop, which is what, I, is what I'm accustomed to. A little bit extra pop, the open pattern gives it a little bit more spin. And I think for me, just that balance of a real solid, playable player's racket, but also just a little bit extra juice off the ground, specifically on the serve and a little bit more movement on the forehead. And this is the guy that pops the serve over 140 miles an hour on the serve. Hit the most winners of any player ever in Wimbledon history in a run. Um, just, I mean, it, you found yourself in some type of, you had the mojo rolling. So and you, had, you found yourself in, like, like on the heater, we call it, kind of redlining it sometimes. But it did feel like in, in that, during that run, you were hitting in the big targets. So it did feel like you were trying to like thread the needle a lot. And you felt like you were just hitting the comfortable big shot, playing in the big targets. And I mean, that's what people were waiting for you to do. You, know, you have like all the weapons that you need and you kind of just started to put pieces together. And, um, Thought it was interesting that you said that it wasn't a city class match that you were most kind of proud of. It was the taking out Cam Nori, the hometown kid, and, and with a crowd against you. Uh, just kind of talk about what what that meant to you, and then coming back to the states. I mean, now you're one one of the guys. Yeah, I think the the, the Nori match. I think is always going to be special. You could look at Rankin and say the city class match is obviously a bigger win, but to play the number one Brit in a packed court one, um, really when they're the crowds against you, and then for them to show the support that they did toward the end of the match, just kind of. Uh, applauding and respecting good quality tennis shared for me at times. It was really cool. And I think I still to this day think that that match is something I'll never forget. I still think that's the match to me that stands out the most. It was also the match where I felt like I played some of my best tennis for a long, longer stretch than normal. I just felt like I was serving well, I was playing well off the ground. So that match to me always sticks out. But in terms of coming back here, I'm trying not to let things change too much just because I, I felt like I got into a really good rhythm on you know, my training, my recovery, and kind of got into a system of that, and I don't want that to change. I want to continue to do it um, and let that be kind of my more my focus and where 
I channel all of my energy. Whatever happens on the court is going to happen. I just need to make sure I prepare as well as I can. And if I can walk off the court after a win or a loss, say, you know what, I prepared as well as I could. It just didn't go my way. Or thankfully, it did go my way. I'll, so, like, I'll be happy either way. Would you say that's the biggest difference in your professionalism is that you've been able to take that next step off the court, whether it comes to recovery or stretching or just kind of that process of the grueling brine of tennis kind of requires you to do it at the top level? Yeah, the, the, a thousand percent. The, the Those things of, of seeing the physio and getting massages are things that I probably dismissed early in my career because I wanted to focus more so on on-court training and in the gym and getting my workouts in. And the sleep, the nutrition, the um, like you say, the maintenance on the body is something I just I didn't really buy into. I, I would do it in phases, and then if I was playing well, I would continue. The moment I lost, I would stop. That's got to change now. It's like that's more so my comfort, my my confidence comes from knowing that I did all of the checklists of the stuff that I was supposed to do. And then after that, whatever whatever the result is on the court it is what it is, and that's a totally different mindset than I've had at any other point in my career. You got to have fun with it. I mean, that's the thing. I think people always think of you smiling, having fun out there. So I mean. The crowd beat against you. I mean, you've played college tennis too. It's like you've already seen it all as far as the crowd coming against you. But no, we're really excited to see you guys, see you play in D.C. and in uh, the hard, the whole hard court swing. We'll obviously see in Cincinnati as well. U.S. Open, it's going to be a fun. Uh, obviously, we'll first focus on D.C. first. Then. Yeah. Appreciate you taking some time to talk to us at Clarus Point. A shout out to your friends at Techno Fiber. I mean, last question though. What does it mean to you to be a part of the Techno Fiber team? And kind of what, like, why do you have so much pride in having this collaboration with an awesome team like Techno Fiber? I, mean, I think outside of the, the fact that they make really good products and rackets and strings and bags, they're always looking to kind of evolve and find out ways they could be better. But I think for me, they've always treated, even um, before I was officially on with Technofiber while I was in college, they always treated me well. They always they always looked out. They always treated everything like a family. And then so when I decided to go pro, it made the transition to the side of Technofiber really easy. There was nothing really to think about. They make a racket that I've had a lot of success with. Um, and... They've always just kind of welcomed me in with open arms, even when I wasn't officially a part of the Tender Fiber family. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that we call it like a, a family, but I really think that's true. And I think you combine that with good quality product, you can't really go wrong. You get to beat up on Danny whenever you want to. So <laughs> they don't be mad about that. So no, I mean, Tender Fiber is one of our, our favorite friends to have in the market. And it's just city open what they did there. It's just, it just took us over. I mean, we walked in, the ball kids dressed, looked super sharp and I can't picture you in anything else but the Technofiber. You just kind of fits your look, man. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I look forward to continuing to use it, especially after how the results have been going. It'd be no reason to change now. Any goals for the rest of the year? Or are you just kind of just going to go out there and do your best? Yeah, I'm just going to go out there. The goal is just to stay consistent with the stuff off the court. That's that's the main goal because that's something I can control. I can't fully control winning or losing or with the draws. I can't just, that's so, tennis has so many elements that are completely out of your control. The only thing that I can control is making sure, like I said, I'm doing the details right. And if I can stay consistent with that throughout the rest of the summer, I think I'll be happy. Awesome. Well, good luck out here in D.C. Appreciate you taking some time. We're at these beautiful courts in Woodmont Country Club. And uh, best of luck. Go crazy out there. Have fun and we'll be cheering you up. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. We're out here with Daniel Collins, one of the top Americans in the world. Part of Team Technofiber uh, as of recently. Danielle, how are you today? I'm good. I had fun beating the boys in that little exhibition that we did. So that was a nice little start to my Team USA. year in D.C. Team USA takes out Team France in an epic third set tiebreaker. Eubanks and Collins move on. Um, no, so you're part of the Technofiber team now. Talk about kind of, first off, what racket do you use? 
So I use the tempo. Yep. Um, I've been loving it. I just started playing with it this year. And I really feel like it's helped me become more consistent with my shots. I'm a pretty um, hard hitter at the baseline. So the more control that I can get, the better. And I definitely need a little help. And that racket certainly gives me that. So was this a racket that you picked up and you just like instantly were like, wow, this is something different. I think I could be used to this or what? How did, what was the first kind of feelings? Yeah. Um, I think we went to, um, stand and they had some, uh, demos and I just tried it, liked it, played the match with it. The one off the shelf? Yeah. That was good enough. Yeah. No, that's, so no modifications, the one off the shelf guys, it's the one that she liked the most. So, um, no, I mean, Techno Fiber is putting on an awesome show. In DC, yeah, we, the first thing I said when I walked in was I noticed like just the clean, the cleanliness of like the logo, the ball kids, and the ball girls look so good. And I was like, this is just like the, the prestige kind of stood out to me the most. I mean, um, you're, I know you're new to the team, but kind of talk about your first impressions of what it means to be on Team Technifiber. Yeah, I mean, so many amazing players and so many players that have switched from other companies and have had a lot of great success after switching to Technifiber. Um, I really loved watching a lot of the players. Um, I've seen so many um, players be able to evolve their game as well with the racket. I think the racket offers so much power, control, um, stability, and it's just really solid overall. Um, the way these rackets are made are world-class. I've played with so many different types of rackets over the years, and and you know right now they're, it's certainly my favorite. And I know the craftsmanship going into it um, is really being taken care of, and it's at a really high level and good quality. And that's what's most important. Um, we play so much tennis, and they go through a lot, and these rackets hold up so well. Um, they are rock solid, and it's some of the best craftsman craftsmanship I've seen. High praise, and if you trust your racket, you're always going to play better tennis, and I think that's the key is that you found like you've trusted your racket. And I, I talked to your coach during that uh, event, Coach Jared Jacobs. He was over there, and he was like, I was like, I don't know if I've seen Daniel smile this much, and I mean, maybe it's the racket. I don't know. Maybe she just seems like she's out there loose, having fun, and I said, um, she's he's like, yeah, that's when she's most dangerous when she still has that fierce competitiveness about her, but out there smiling, having fun with it. Do you feel like that's kind of where you're trying to, like that middle ground where you're trying to find? Yeah, I think it's tricky to balance throughout the year with how much tennis we play and how much we travel. And we do spend so much time alone on the road. And I think that definitely does a number on all of us mentally. Um, so trying to keep things as fun as possible. And it's certainly easy um, when I have someone like Jared around, who's just so much fun on and off the court. Um, and to have a great coach that's able to help me evolve my my game and and also be there for me during the challenging times um, and and be there to celebrate the fun wins. Um, we had a great time after Des and I won the tournament in Charleston. And when I lost like first round at French Open, you know, that wasn't as fun, but he was there for me. And I feel like having that like consistency and having someone that has your back is so important. It's really uh, tough to find the right uh, fit and, and get the right team around you. And so I think that's been kind of key for me um, the last couple of months. Um, and yeah, just trying to balance a lot of, you know, life off the court as well. I just went on a girls trip with Allison Marist, another tennis player on tour. I saw the Instagram updates. Yeah, yeah, and fitting those um, fun trips in there that are not tennis related um, just to be able to have a little bit of break Really low listening. Yeah, from work and everything. So, um, yeah, it's been really important for me, I think, especially coming from college tennis and having lived such a, um, you know, 
consistent day-to-day life, like being in school, having structure, having matches every, you know, fr- it would be like Friday or Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. Um, and with the life on tour, you know, things are a little bit more challenging in terms of your schedule. You never know when you're going to play. You're always in a new hotel, new place, new people, new things going on, um, new food. Um, and so all of those little things kind of add up. And so I think the more you can make yourself comfortable and and try to balance that and make sure you have time to do things like go to New Orleans, see Shania Twain. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it's, it's Twain. Oh, let's see really good for, yeah, it's really good for, you know, your spirit. So, so I mean, you just talked about kind of what you're going to keep to get off the court, but on the court, I was looking to see how I coach's videos. It looked like, I was like, what, what is she adding to her game? It looks like you're adding the tweeter to your game from the videos that I saw. Is this, is, is that true? Um, You know, we've been trying, but I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm always so scared to hit the tweener. I don't want to throw my hip out or something crazy. You know, I don't have a physio right now. So I definitely need to like, you know, try to control it a little bit and not, um, you know, maybe do that like in certain situations. Up um, 40 love, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be like the right height, the way the ball bounces and like the timing of it. Because like I said, I don't want to hurt myself. I don't have a full-time physio right now. So um, <laughs> I feel like that's not, you can get injured very easily, you know. You talked about your college tennis experience. You're a national champion at that level. Um, talk about like, there's one thing that you miss about collegiate tennis. What would you say it is? One thing that I miss about collegiate tennis um, is the teamwork and the effort that you put in together. Um, I think it's really nice being able to have people that you can collaborate with and work with. I think on the days when you're feeling a little bit more lackadaisical or unmotivated, when you have a handful of people that you're working side by side with, I feel like they pick up your experience and they help you carry that weight um, and can and it can lift your mood so much more quickly. When it's just you, it's a little bit harder. Um, and I think that's why it's been so important for me to play more doubles, um, being able to have that camaraderie and teamwork. Because I feel like naturally I kind of gravitate um, more towards that type of energy versus like the individual mindset. I love being on a team. I think um, that's where I'm at my best is when I'm playing on a team. And I think I look back on so many of my most um, fun tennis memories and it was being on Fed Cup teams, EBIA, um, and having those shared experiences with people. So to the young girls out there that are playing tennis that have aspirations to play on the tour, what would you give them the advice that taking the collegiate route is is a is an avenue that you would you would kind of recommend? Yeah, I mean, I could not Im- imagine um, having not gone to college and having the experience that I had. I feel like it helped me evolve and grow so much as a person, um, and it gave me a little bit more time to develop physically and mentally. Um, But I also think, you know, college isn't for everyone. And there's a lot of really successful people in this world that don't go to college and um, and that also play on tour and end up having wonderful, successful careers. So I think it depends on the person. But I I definitely, based off my experience, recommend considering it because I think um, it's really unique being a part of a team and the friendships that you can um, build by by having those core years is really important and uh, and everything outside of the tennis court too it's just so much fun I, I just couldn't imagine not having had that experience 
So we're excited to, to watch you along the rest of the U.S. Open hardcourt series. Is there any goals that you and your coach have kind of put together, if, even if it's not even result-based, but just goals of kind of where your, where your headspace is going in each week now? Yeah, um, you know, I think the biggest thing I I this year, um, you know, didn't get off to the best start, and I played some really tough matches and high-level opponents um, where, you know, sometimes I had, you know, the luck fall the other way and, and not fall into my lap, and um, I ran into that quite a bit, um, some unlucky, unfortunate situations with some matches that got away from me. Um, but overall playing well and striking the ball well. Um, and I think now just getting back to kind of like that winning mentality and knowing what works for me and what I need to do to play my best tennis. And so we've been really, um, you know, trying to work on that at the courts and, and playing in that aggressive, um, in that aggressive playing style and mindset. And, uh, it's definitely taken a lot of effort, um, but it helps having a coach to be able to have to hold you accountable and to be able to sit down and look at film and go over some statistics and some areas that I can kind of become less predictable in and and just really try to continue growing my game. Um, and so, yeah, we we definitely have a lot of conversations about what I need to do, and I'm just ready to get to it. Ready to have the fun out there? It's yeah, ready. Fun. Yeah, I'm ready. Last question. If you could pick one celebrity or player, anybody to play doubles with, who would you play with? Shania Twain, because I just went to her concert. That, I'm playing with Shania Twain. There you go. That, so that concert was was the real deal. It was everything. It was so good. Did backstage or what? No. We got to talk to my man. Well, here, we got out. Um, no, they did backstage, but it was so good. I would pay whatever the price was for those tickets all over again. It was worth every penny. That's awesome. No. Where was that? New Orleans. Like just in the football stadium or somewhere? I don't even know. Yeah. Just somewhere. It works well. <laughs> We appreciate, we appreciate the time with Tennis Point today. Shout out to Technofiber for allowing us to come hang out with you guys and do this awesome event at Woodmont Country Club. Super cool place. Glad you got to have a little fun out here before you get ready to get on the grind a little bit. But um, continue having fun out there. We're going to be rooting for you. And wish you the best of the luck. Can't wait to see you in Cincinnati. Yeah, thank you so much.